Hey everyone, welcome to the Hire My VA Team and Business Building Podcast brought to you by Ugozi.com. And in this podcast and at Hire My VA, we help you to reclaim your freedom through hiring and thriving with virtual assistants without breaking the bank. And of course, that means your bank. And I'm Dave Braun. And as normal, I'm here with Larry Broughton, my fantastic friend, mentor, a traveling buddy through life. And Larry, you're just a, a great coach. Of, you've coached thousands of entrepreneurs over the years yeah. about life and business. In fact, we've got um, some virtual spotlight sessions tomorrow with yeah. a great group of entrepreneurs that we're going to be lifting up and working through issues. Yeah. What is going on? Same old stuff, handsome Dave. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing fantastic. Good. It's great to see you. Thanks for being my uh, traveling companion. Yeah. Yeah. We're having a good time going through life together. Yeah. Yeah. So um, let's dive into this. Let's what I think we've got a good topic today. Okay. So this is uh, a little scary, but go ahead. It is. It is. So this is episode 126. So the question is, why is psychological safety important? Yeah. All right. So Larry, why did you say this might be a little scary? (laughs) All right. So (laughs) let me just dive into this, Dave. You know, I think for those folks who have watched uh, a few of these, you know, sometimes I know what these topics are going to be and sometimes uh, I don't. And you'd give me a heads up uh, on this uh, topic um, a couple of weeks ago. And the reason I was a little nervous about it is because so many words have been hijacked Mm. lately you know what i mean you know words like equity and inclusivity and safety and <laughs> yeah. safe spaces and and all that kind of stuff and um and so i want to like be really crystal clear when we're using words uh today you know i'm you've heard me say this before words have meaning right and i'm not a big fan of creating safe spaces so that people's feelings aren't hurt. Um, I, what I'd rather do is create strong people who can handle the, the, the ribs and the barbs. And I don't believe in creating safe spaces by shutting other people down. What I would rather have is um, um, tough dialogue between people, but done in a respectful fashion. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Like we shouldn't be shutting people down by calling, by calling them stupid or rolling our eyes at them or in those type of things. If you've ever been on a team before and you've had somebody do that, you know, that does not create um, a spirit of, of, of um, camaraderie. Right? right. I've been on teams of high charging type A people. Um, and um, but because people have treated each other with respect, you can still have really tough conversations and heated debates, but you love each other. And it's because you believe in the mission of what you're trying to accomplish that you, you, you stick around. I mean, how many times, Dave, you and I have been in meetings before where someone's feelings have been hurt because one of us, me, you, someone else in the, in the conversation has been less than respectful and somebody's gotten up and walked away from the table in frustration. Right. It's because oh, yeah. oftentimes that happens because there's not a feeling of, and again, this word has been hijacked of safety, right? The, the, the person who gets up and walks away feels like they're being teamed up on. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? 
bum rush, dog piled, whatever you want, want to call it, right? And so I just want to be careful to make sure that people understand what we're talking about today as far as psychological safety. We're talking about creating an environment where team members, where, where everyone feels like they're being pushed towards their optimal performance, right? And that means that everyone participates rather than we're going to make it safe and so we're going to shut some ideas down. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about creating an environment where all ideas can be brought to the table, right? Because that's how innovation yeah. happens. That's how um, creativity happens. That's how problem solving happens. So with that groundwork, is that okay that I took a, a minute to kind of to, to, to talk about that? I hope you guys don't mind. No, but no, I no. think it's important that we're not talking about safe spaces in the politically charged thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. It's not, it's not that it's, I mean, the way the psychological safety is defined according to when people were establishing this, I mean, a lot of this is um, from some of the Google studies that they've done, some Harvard PhDs and all that, really they define psychological safety as a sense of confidence that the team will not embarrass, reject, or punish someone for speaking up, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I think that uh, tailgates on what you were saying is, you know, you, you may like barb each other a little bit here and there, but that is not, um, I mean, that it might be all in jest, but I think as a leader, we have to create that because Larry, still most people are not, they're very afraid of any type of criticism of their ideas or challenging. I I've witnessed it so many times. I'll tell you one of the incidences that you, you just brought it to mind is, there was this one very sensitive engineer was diagramming his circuit in his um, on the whiteboard years ago. And I remember one of the guys challenging him on it and saying, you know, can you explain this more? It doesn't quite make sense, but what about this and this? He started to take offense that somebody was actually challenging him. Mm -hmm. Now I don't Now The guy challenging him was very nice about it, but I think part of it, there was a little bit of uh past bad blood between the two people yeah so the interpretation of the guy presenting was the fact that that the guy was uh insulting him or making him look stupid yeah and and because of what happened between the two of them in that time um if i was the leader in that room at the time as trying to keep psychological safety i would say you guys need to take a break um, back off. This is all okay. Or let's meet in a different environment to where we can actually have a good discussion about the stuff. Yeah. It's so important. I think it's important then that we talk about this is that, um, if you're, if you've not built an organization from the start that has the psychological safety already in it, it takes a while to get there. This is an investment oh, yeah. of time and energy. And believe me, it is not the most efficient form of leading a team. Mm-hmm. The most efficient form is being a benevolent dictator and just saying, this is the way it's going to be. Go do it. But you don't get optimum performance Correct. Out, out, out of people. So this is an investment of time. When you talk to people like organizations like Google or Tesla, those types where that have created this type of environment, um, this is where innovation comes from. When you actually can debate ideas. Right. And it's so important that you talked about that these two engineers that you talked about, they had bad blood to begin with. Right. 
and it's, it is the leader or the facilitator's responsibility then to get into this. Um, and leaders need to lead by example, by asking probing questions um, instead of saying, well, that's a stupid idea. I mean, I could tell you a hundred reasons why that's not going to work. That <laughs> yeah. immediately is going to put someone on the defensive. Oh, yeah. By asking questions about, okay, what happens? What do we do if this happens? And I think it's oftentimes good when you're first building the, this type of culture in an organization that's already established is to say something like, these can oftentimes be difficult meetings. And it's better that we look dumb to someone here <laughs> in this environment in the confines of this conference room right now than to go six months into the project and have our client find out or have a consumer find out just how flawed this process is. So let's really beat the snot out of the project problem, whatever it is we're dealing with right now, inside the confines of these walls um, before we take out and go, go public to it. So this is where this stuff is supposed to happen. Yeah, we're kind of permission to like, oh, yeah, okay, I, I actually, I, I get that. And by saying, hey, um, let's not take things personally here, but let's also make sure that when we're framing critiques of it, that we're all human. Yeah, yeah. Right? When you do this over and over again, ultimately, you don't need to keep reminding people of those ground rules. And people look forward to going in there and saying, hey, I've got a spark of an idea it's not going to move from the spark to a roaring bonfire if people aren't fanning the flames with ideas and fuel and th those types of things. It's probably a really bad metaphor, but I, mean, I think you know where I'm heading or what I was trying to say. I hope you're trying to, or you're able to ca capture that. Yeah. And we're going to talk about some specific things that we need to do and how do we create psychological safety in um, the next episode. I, I think that's where we're going to really get in all the different techniques and, and to what um, to think about to be able to do this. Sure. Um, and, you know, but some of the research that they talked about, um, like in 2008, a group of psychologists from Carnegie Mellon and MIT, sure. what they did, they looked at teams. I mean, they looked at all kinds of teams everywhere. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that they talked about that was very interesting, a couple of them was mm -hmm. they found that people on these amazing teams were um, people that they all felt like they could talk and they did talk. So they were all able to bring in um, their point of view, their ideas and all that kind of stuff. That was one thing. And then the other thing is there was a there was some skill that people had in the room on figuring out what people really were meaning based on not only their words, but their tone of voice, their body language, the expressions on their faces, all of that kind of stuff. The, I'm glad you used the word skill because that is a skill that can be oh, developed, yeah. you know, and should be developed, right? You can't be a bull in a china closet when it comes to these type, types of things, people, you know, when you're in these meetings, they, they, they are humans. Yeah. Right? And, um, and you can't just, um, I don't know, again, name calling is just not a, an effective way, but you know, the easy example is, well, that's a stupid idea or roll your eyes or, you know, that, kind <laughs> yeah. of that, that, that is not conducive to a great problem solving or innovation. But yeah. leaning in and saying, oh, man, I could see where you're going on that. He'll be considered this, you know, like having a little bit of enthusiasm. Because I think we need to remember, you know, I, I say this all the time, Dave, but cheering helps. Mm, right? And right. it takes courage for someone to present 
a really crazy idea to a group. And rather than saying the idea is crazy, how about focusing on the courage that it took to present that idea? Right. It's over and over again, where somebody brings a crazy idea to a brainstorming session, and it is a crazy idea, and it may be a stupid idea, but what it's done is spawned other ideas where innovation has been created, right? It just sparked a, a seed or sparked an idea that then did get launched and really proved to be effective. Does, mm -hmm. that, make, does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. If, if you have the right type of environment where people can start saying things then and not feel like there's any re repercussion, then the focus ends up being not on the people themselves, but then the words and the thoughts that will hopefully open other people up to being contributing their next new idea or to tailgate on something else. Because I think so often that's where the brilliance happens. Oh, not that sure, one person sure. says something, it's that somebody says something and that triggers a thought into the next person's mind. And then they voice that. And then there's a, a good, healthy back and forth, sometimes challenging, but there's also that healthy back and forth that says, hey, that's a really good idea. What if we tweak it like this and make it even better? You know, it, it reminds me, I have seen some amazing brainstorm sessions, problem solving sessions where people they're borderline, they're not friends, they're borderline friendly with people, with each other. They're kind of in a competitive relationship almost in the organization, but they, they're able to come together in these meetings and re, because they're respectful of each other, great things come out of it. So you don't need to be friends with everyone that's in their room. Exactly. You certainly need to be respectful and you certainly need to be a, a cheerleader when we, when we subordinate our own personal agenda for the brainstorming session and great things can truly happen to this. So don't feel like, Hey, okay, I, I've got to, I'm going to brainstorm this idea. So I'm going to get all my friends to come, come into the room. Right. We've seen this over and over again, Dave, like in the entrepreneurial space, haven't we, where when you bring your ideas to family and friends, oftentimes they will just say what you either want to hear or they won't shoot holes in it because they don't want to hurt your feelings. Yes, yes. Innovation doesn't happen that way. Mm. Problems, true problem solving doesn't happen that way. Right. And so sometimes yeah. you need to bring people who you might have a marginal adversarial role with, right? Because they, they may see this thing from a completely different perspective. Yeah. And, and some of this was talked about in Charles Duhigg's book, uh, Smarter, Faster, Better, yeah. if I recall right. And he, I think um, if I remember right, they were using the example of, um, you remember the old uh, Saturday Night Live where they had the Belushi and Chevy Chase right. and those right. guys? Yeah. That was, and, and those folks, they were very competitive. They challenged each other. They didn't necessarily want to give up, you know, their time. Um, they were not friends. We, we think that they were probably best buddies and they hung out with each other all the time. They weren't, they weren't, yeah. but um, they created, they had an environment where all these people came together and brought their best ideas and their best skits and their best acting to produce something that was uh, amazing. Well, it's interesting. You talk about the Saturday Night Live thing. When you listen to folks who have been on uh, the Saturday Night Live cast, it has not been always managed effectively and it's actually turned toxic sometimes because people start stealing ideas <laughs> or undermining other people that are on the cast. That is a great case study right there over the years, right? Of when you get the right people on the team and um, versus when you've got people who are trying to push their own agenda. 
um, it can really um, cause, wreak havoc, right? Yeah. But for any organization, any team that's been around as long as Saturday Night Live, there will be seasons of disarray and dysfunction and other seasons of, um, of productivity and joy, right? Yeah. So, I th one of the things that I was thinking too of uh -huh. as we get ready to close this one is you know, we think, oh, that's feeling good. And that's goody. You know, that's, that's, I don't know what to say. It's emotional and we just want to make people feel good. And no, that's, it's, it's not, that's not it. It's about getting the best performance out of your team. And one of the things that, uh, as I was thinking about it as a great example is, I mean, we're in uh, 2022 and oh, Super yeah. Bowl was over like a month or so ago and the Rams won by three points over the Cincinnati Bengals. Spoiler alert, Dave, I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Okay. All right, you're, you're welcome, even though it was over a month ago. <laughs> but what was interesting is I was watching some of the pregame stuff and yeah. Sean McVay, what he did, because it was warm that day yeah. and it was warm in the um, SoFi Stadium there in LA. And so they have a, a pre-warm-up like an hour or so before the game mm -hmm. starts. And he he recognized that the he or his or his coaches i don't know exactly whom but they recognized that hey we want you guys to dial it back this hour and a half before the game in how much you you practice like just walk through don't sprint all that kind of stuff save your energy yeah. where the bengals didn't do that and then at the end of the game is when the rams made their comeback and the bengal um defense could not stop them to come back and it's and it just showed, and the Rams won by three points, not very much. So that's what can happen in business with, if we're creating great psychological safety within our teams and use everybody on our team uh, to produce ideas and to flesh them out, it may be us winning over the competition just by three points. It could be just that little new idea, that little nuance that we take um, onto our product or service that puts us over the top that allows us to win. Dave, you know, so much, I think that's a great example. So much of the success of our teams comes down to us as the leaders mm. uh, of the team, right? But too often I've seen it when we've done consulting um, uh, programs for people who've gone into and watched leaders run meetings and, um, or we start, asking team members about the effectiveness of the leaders or their supervisors, right? And so many leaders, business owners, entrepreneurs become passive participants in their own business. Mm -hmm. And they can't figure out why are we not breaking through, right? And oftentimes when you ask the leader that, they say, well, I just can't get great team members. You know, there, there's always someone else's fault, right? And the mm -hmm. conversation that you were just sharing about the Rams just reminded me about you know, that um, Alexander the Great quote, right? Um, that says that an army of sheep led by a lion is better than an army of lions led by a sheep. Ah, that's a great quote, yeah. So so what does that mean? You can have a bunch of mediocre performers, but if you've got a lion who is, you know, being a great cheerleader, is strategic, is leading by example, who is, you know, pushing people uh, to move closer to their fullest potential, um, you're going to get a lot more out of it. Mm -hmm. out, of, out of the team right rather than have a bunch of lions who the sheep is afraid to make decisions can't organize the team you know can't be an inspiring figure out there you know always like retreats from conflict 
that's not going to get you get you anywhere so what am i trying to say here it's your responsibility my friends oh yeah you you got to be the one who creates the, these types of environments um so we this has kind of been a meandering conversation dave a little bit and so I, maybe i think the question was like why psychological safety right i mean that's where we're going right and i would just say this that to wrap this thing up when you create an environment where people are willing to share ideas and cheer each other on, it enhances your team member engagement. People want to be involved. People want to be problem solvers because people want to be part of a winning team. Mm -hmm. That's really important. So it, it enhances their engagement. It creates a culture of, and again, here's another one of those politically charged words, sadly, but it creates a culture of diversity of thought. Now, I'm not mm -hmm. talking about squelching somebody's ideas because we don't agree with them. I'm talking about really encouraging diversity of thought. And that leads to increased problem solving. Don't we want more of that? Right? Absolutely. Creating an environment where there's psychological safety inspires innovation, creativity, and infinite ideas. Right? Innovation's not going to happen without a little bit of chaos and creativity. It's just not. Mm -hmm. Okay. It certainly improves team member mental health and acuity and problem solving. You've probably seen team members before, Dave, where somebody just sits back, doesn't participate in the meeting, and they, you know, they're kind of falling asleep in the meetings. We've all seen seen that, right? But when you create an environment where everyone is participating in the meeting, and if you're the leader and you see somebody who's falling asleep or not really being engaged, you ask them. Hey, what are your thoughts? Not like calling my, hey, stop falling asleep. But, <laughs> yeah. but hey, Dave, what are your thoughts on this? You're like, a, a, you're a great problem solver. What do you think about, about this? And it keeps people sharp on the team, right? Mm -hmm. When this happens and the things I've kind of listed so far, it reduces team member turnover in an organization. And you, everyone knows, I mean, if you follow that's for any length of time, turnover is one of the most costly um expenses or high turnover cost your business more money than just about anything anything else right and ultimately it just it boost your team performance people want to be on winning teams and when they feel like hey i'm actually contributing they contribute more there's that was that was a great point i want to re-emphasize that they want to be on winning teams number one but they want to feel like they're contributing number two yeah right and so they want they want more of that and uh, as leaders um, how often, Larry, have we seen folks, leaders who want to be like, act like the smartest person in the room? Maybe they are, but if you're going to create psychological, psychological safety, you got to dial it back a little bit. You got to dial it back and you've got to ask probing questions. You and I have done this yeah. in a lot of our coaching sessions before we know what the answer needs to be, mm -hmm. but we get, we ask questions or I have other people ask questions so that it gets the other person's mind thinking. You can train people how to think, right? And when they can be better problem solvers, you do, listen, I've, you know, Dave, you've raised kids. I've raised kids. We could continue to do things for our kids over. We could tie the kids' shoes until they <laughs> graduate high school, right? But if we don't take the time and invest in them and how to tie their shoes, we're, they're, we're always going to be tying their shoes. Yeah. Right? Um, and so... It's the same thing with anyone that's in our care um, as leaders. We have to train them how to, how to do this. But again, this is going to be an investment in time, Dave. 
Okay. And it's going to, you're going to think, oh my gosh, this is like, I could do this so much faster if I just, you know, didn't invite that person to the meeting or if it was a stupid idea, I tell them it's a stupid idea. Yeah, you're right. It, 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 it will be much more efficient to do that in the beginning. But in the long run, I promise you, what happens when you're not around? Or what happens if you're having a bad day? You know, how do you create legacy? How do you create an organization where there is, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, depth in your bench, right? Uh, of team members, of ideas. You really do have to make sure that people are participating and you're investing in them. Mm-hmm. If someone really is, let's, let's, let's be honest. Sometimes there are people who are just like the anchor on the team. And they're always, 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 no matter what you do, um, holding the team back. Well, that's a leadership problem. You coach them up or you coach them out. Mm. You shouldn't have people like that on the team if they're, they're always holding the team back. Yep. It's one thing to not be advancing the team, but then it's another to be holding them back. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, next episode, we're going to talk a lot about techniques and things that you can do to um, Mm. keep yourself in the mode of wanting to create that psychological safety. There you go. Okay. Good. Ready? Let's put a bow on this. We're done. All right. All right. Well, thank you everybody for joining us today. And remember building a team is the way to reclaim your freedom and where to help you with our course and community and our white glove service, where we find a rock star VA for you. Three things we'd love for you to do. And we'd really appreciate it. Number one, subscribe to this podcast. If you haven't already done so either on your iPhone or your Android phone, and on YouTube by hitting the subscribe button and of course the little bell on it to get reminders. And then number two, give us a rating five star. Hopefully leave a comment mm-hmm. below this video, any comment, your ideas and tips, tricks on um, how you do it, how you, how would you, you'd create psychological safety, maybe a story of when you've had it in work or haven't because other people will learn for that. You will help yeah. the community. And this will help us get the word out as well. And then number three, go to hiremyva.com for more information on our course and community and obviously our white glove service. Remember, even without experience, you'll learn how to prepare for, hire, and thrive with virtual assistance. Larry and I have helped lots of folks. We talked about a big meeting we're having tomorrow to help folks, and we want to help you too. So just go to hiremyva.com for more information. All right, my friends, that's it. Hope to see you on the next time. Hey, don't forget, if you've got ideas about why psychological safety is important, um, I'd love to hear from you on that. Leave a comment or send us a message. Most of you folks know how to, how to get, in, get in touch with us. But do, your fav- do yourself a favor. Do the world a favor. Go do something significant today. All right? God bless you. God keep you. God hold you. We'll see you on the next time. Okay. All right. Bye, Bye. folks. See ya.